Welcome to another amazing episode of the Minorities Report podcast. My name is Antonio Alcazar. Yo, and I'm Technor. And today we reviewed uh, the 1974 hit Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles. Did you know that he wrote all the music? Who, Mel Brooks? Yeah. Yeah, man. He did that for like almost every movie he did. Bro. He's the most up his ass. Mel Brooks. He's the most up his ass Let's talk about Mel Brooks for a second. All right. Bro. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mel yeah. Brooks, you know him from this. You know him from Monty Python shit. You know him from Spaceballs, obviously one of the most famous besides Blazing Saddles. A lot of movies. Of course, uh, the the man is still alive. God bless him. Um, Mel Brooks is... is you know, it would be you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who wouldn't say he's a comedic genius. He Oh, he's um, a comedic genius. He is probably one of the best comedy directors in history, definitely within the last like 30 plus years. I can't think of a single 50 years. Uh yeah, yeah, I mean yeah, 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 50 years. I'm sorry. So, I mean, the guy is just his there's not a movie he's made that people are like that's dog shit. And that's important. People? Yeah. Okay. So that's that's, that's important. It's uh it's Mel Brooks, man. And everybody out there listening to this, y'all yeah. know y'all know you some Mel Brooks because y'all definitely have seen at least Spaceballs. Oh man. All right. Merchandising. Let's um let's get into let's this. Let's get one. into this movie, man. So this movie starts off and they're it's a Wild West and and you know they got the show tune kind of thing playing on and whatnot, and man, it jumps into building that old railroad. Yep. This takes place shortly, like uh, you know, dozen years or so after ten. slavery. Yeah. Was it ten years after slavery? Uh, eighteen seventy four. Okay, I thought it was a dozen, but yeah, you're probably right. So eighteen seventy four. Uh, you know, they're building the Mel, old railroad. Mel, uh, Mel Brooks, as the governor, says that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're point. right. You're yeah, right. Sure. Okay. And uh, the black guys are, you know, yep. doing their shit on that old railroad. White Southern boys roll up, man, and we jump right into the fucking racism yeah. right off the bat. Real heavy. You know, leans into uh, it. You know, somebody told me that Richard Pryor had written this movie. Yes. It turns out Richard Pryor was one of five writers on this movie. Yes, of course. He wrote a lot of the like the black lines and things like well, that. Well, that's so. why they probably hired him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of so course. that so that they could well, have an excuse. Well, because importantly, Richard Pryor is a comedic genius as well. Um, another person that wrote for this obviously was a was, comedic genius. What was a comedic was a comedic genius, genius sure. obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, because Paul Mooney also did a lot of stuff for Richard Pryor and all that type of shit. Yeah. So there's talk that he had kind of a hand in this as well. Did you like Paul Mooney? I mean, I'm sure you're familiar with him because the Chappelle show. I know Paul Mooney. Was yeah. he in this movie? No, he wasn't in the movie. Oh, okay. He supposedly helped write parts yeah. of this movie. Okay, I got and you, you can like. They have similar comedy styles, yeah. Pryor okay. and Mooney. And Mooney, Mooney like, I don't know how much stand-up Mooney ever did or anything like I've that. I've never seen a lot of stand-up. Though. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So, I only know him. Um, the only familiarity I have with Chappelle. him is for Chappelle's Of course, yeah, of course. Sure. So right off the bat, like these white dudes are like, come on, y'all, let's hear some of that, those Negro spirituals yeah. or whatever, right? And they start singing, and they start singing like this show tune, though, and shit. And they're like, yeah. that's not what we want to hear. We want to hear some shit like, uh, yeah. what was the, uh, the song they wanted to hear? Uh, they they sing two of them. I forgot what they Camp Town Lady. Camp, Camp Town Lady yeah. sing this song, dude. One. And That's the black right. people are like, I I don't There's, know. What no, this... they're just laughing at. Them no, no, because it starts yeah, off. They're sure. like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. What song are you talking about, or whatever? And then they all the white dudes start singing and dancing. <laughs> Camp Town <laughs> yeah. Lady, and the black dudes are just clowning on them, yeah. you know, and shit. And so, like, I get that this was very anti-racism. The whole point the, of the yeah, movie yeah, is yeah, anti-racism for sure. Yep. So things uh, things aren't going in so- an incredibly crass way, right? That's Mel Brooks, bro. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, that's how Mel Brooks has always been. Sure. So because he's young a Frankenstein, genius. all that shit, absolutely, yeah, dude. Yeah. So 
the white dudes are like, hey, we're having a problem with um, an area down down a little ways. There's yeah. some, we think there's some quicksand. Send two of the black dudes to go do it. So yeah. uh, two of the black guys go to check it out. When you say com- when you think of comedy genius, yes, to you that is comedy in the most obvious way possible. Uh, that's what genius means to you in in the most obvious way possible. This is so. Not in the most obvious way this possible. This is so obvious you're thinking it like is almost not obvious. That's what I would that's how I would present this film. Yeah. This film is is blatant in its way. Yeah. And that's why like it's the so, simplest jokes possible. Right. And yeah. that's why the undertone of it is much more of an important message. What's the and, undertone? The undertone is just like anti racist stuff. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but that was like what undertone. That's like as overtone no. as possible. No. You're talking ham fisted. This was as ham fisted a thing as no, I've ever you, seen. You are trying to, uh, you know, combat me for all the times that I have shitted on how I ham fisted your beloved Marvel is. <laughs> so, anyways, they I'm get just con- surprised that you're calling pro- maybe the simplest jokes I've ever watched genius. So comedy genius. Well, because here's the thing, I don't, I don't think so, man. I think you say that now because it's 2021. Mm-hmm. This was made in 1974. Well, it was written in the 1970s. When, when this, this must have been not, I, I wouldn't say that this was subtextual or whatever. So here's the thing. I'd say that this was subversive. He probably, like people were probably laughing because he was, he was doing some very taboo stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's not that it was complex. This was simplicity. I don't know about that because it's like you're saying that that <clears throat> it's genius because he was the first one to do it. Yeah, I would well, say I would say I would say so. And I mean, teaming it up, took, with, it took a little balls. And I'd say that I'd it, say more than a little. Um, yeah, for sure. And especially for 1974, right? Probably had some balls for making this movie. And, I, and but because yeah, this was what ten years after the civil rights movement. Yes. So like this was. Hot and years, fresh, yeah. you know, yeah. like this was yeah. this was probably pissing a lot of people off. And so I won't say that this guy didn't have some balls for for making fun of white people yep. on screen. Uh, but none of this was genius. This no, was all as simple as possible. I disagree completely. Every so, joke was just like, uh huh, okay, yeah, of course. No. Um, so the one of the things about Mel Brooks that's always in his films, the guy loves to do like nonsensical shit in the background. Like yeah. in the background of what's going on, there's always insane, silly shit going sure. on. Like we jump over to Hambly, uh, uh, Hambly, I think that's his name, uh, his office. Hadley? 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 Headley. Headley. Yes. We jump over to Headley. They call him, call, they keep calling him Hetty. Everybody yes. calls him Hetty. <laughs> Yeah. Oh fuck! I don't want to get too far. We'll get to that. So, anyways, they start dealing with Headley and the guy who's running the um, expansion of the railroad, sure, yeah. and they start talking about what's going on and shit like that, and how they're going to do things. And um, importantly, uh, in the background, there's just pictures that make no sense whatsoever, nonsensical things going on all over in the background. I fucking love that shit. So funny to me. Another example of comedic genius. So. <laughs> They're like, how are we going to figure out how, like, what are we going to do to make this work out for us? Like, we got to figure out some way to make this all work. The first thing they come up with, the guy, the other guy comes up with is, we'll kill the firstborn in each household. And Headley says, that's too Jewish for us. Like, I I laughed out that shit is so funny to me. So, the, so then they start coming up with other ideas, and you man, know, for a person who throws around the word childish yes, a lot, yeah, yeah. Uh, when it comes to what other people like, yeah, you sure do like some very interesting. Nah, this is comedy. this is 
Yeah, childish this is so adult. Me. Oh my god, yes, the complexity because exactly. childish here. to me uh-huh. is like not obvious. There's and no simple. kid uh-huh. that would understand that joke. Oh, that's what childish means yes. to you. Okay, yes. all right. There's no juvenile. You sure. could say this com- comedy is juvenile, and yeah. I'll be on board with that. Okay, not childish. All right, so sure, yeah. So they they jump over to this little town, one of the towns where they're trying to get the railroad. Wait, through. what was up with the um the weird like uh, hanger guy, the hangsman? Why was he acting oh, so weird? Is that a reference to something? I yeah, didn't get no, that. uh, that's just the thing. I mean, because like, Mel Brooks has that in a couple other movies and whatnot, the mm-hmm. executioner and shit. Yeah, the executioner is just executing. And isn't but there... But so weird. His, like, mannerisms are really weird. Yeah, and, yeah. I know. And so, like... and that guy's like, a weird been in a, That guy's been in a bunch of other Mel Brooks movies, too. Okay. He played... Uh, what the fuck is that guy's name that's uh, sidekick to Frankenstein? Dr. Igor? Frankenstein. Igor, yeah. He played yeah. Igor in Young Frankenstein. Did he have that same kind of weird case? Yes, and he's very... Oh, yeah, it's very weird like that. And Was the actor that weird, or was that just yeah, he looks place. very awkward. Like yeah. you know, you should check him out sometime. And it, now, remind me: is this the scene where, or is it a later scene where the hangsman is hanging a dude on a horse? That's the latest. Also, scene. okay, all right, yeah, so, sure. yeah, yeah, that made me. No, laugh that was on. at the end of this scene. Yeah, yeah okay, for sure. Yes. When, it, when he's just like, "Hey, I got one more person for you," and he's just like, "I yes. can possibly get." So him. he's he's got a guy on a horse, right? Yeah. So he. So here's a funny thing too. So I was watching this movie. My son came down. It was uh uh like for Father's Day or whatever, and I had to watch this movie. For for the podcast yeah. and so he sat down and watched it for him. he laughed his ass off at this scene sure, too yeah. he's like what the fuck is it on that horse or your your uh your older son or your kid? yes the one who's uh just turned 20 gotcha so, okay yep yeah, yep yeah, yeah. Right. so oh it, i was gonna hit you with it i know of yeah, course yeah, you yeah, were yeah. so they jump over to the town and the town is like dealing with all these western like bad guys obviously coming in doing their shit yeah. and uh, you know, there's like complete nonsense going on with these fucking robbers. They're coming through, and like there's a guy in a new suit, and the suit gets all fucked. That's the end of this suit. Oh my they fucking, god! Yeah, for like, sure, the guy that's just, getting pulled away. Right. They're the, like, that's they're, the end of this suit yeah. joke. That punchline. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'll get into it later. So these are old lady just getting punched over. Yeah. <laughs> over there, just beating the hell out. What of does she say? So, um. Oh, fuck, I she's forgot. She's just like, talk about a bad day. Yes, yeah, like talk that. about yeah. a bad day. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what she says. And there's just, so here is like the one thing I don't, the things I don't love about Mel Brooks. Mm-hmm. And like, this is like a Wayne's Brother thing too and shit, where they just have machine gun fire of jokes because one of these jokes is going to hit with you. And sure. there's like 35 jokes shot in like a short period of time and you're going to laugh at one of them. And I did laugh at one of them, but yeah. it is one of those things where it's, this is, him slipping away from his comedic genius, in in my opinion. So, um, what? Why? This was the same kind of joke. No, it's it was not, just a lot. It's of not them. a clever joke, though. None of these so, are clever jokes. Yes, most of them are clever. So, all of them the are town, The town has a meeting, yeah. and they're going to uh, the the preacher at first wants to like give up, and he's like, "We're getting the fuck out of here." It's like and, if I slipped on a banana peel and fell on the ground, then I was just like, "I should learn to walk." And you're just like, "Dude, that's comedic genius." So, if you slipped on a banana peel and busted your shit, yeah. I'd be like, "Oh damn, is that yeah. dude all right?" Uh-huh. If you slipped on a banana peel and uh, and then um, I got up and, and said, jo- I should and you learn went, to walk," and you walk got up and were like that's the last time i use a human's body i would laugh so hard yeah uh, like i'd fall over laughing jesus okay. so wow. all right so the, i'm learning more about the town you today than i in in the last year of us recording <laughs> the town is not gonna give up though they're gonna fight for their town and the problem though is they need a new sheriff because the last sheriff's been killed so we jump over to the governor's office mel brooks is of course the governor and he's a complete fucking clown then um the meeting is adjourned and they have to figure out how they're going to um, deal with this town. There's a lot and going on in this scene, yes, too. Yes, there's tons of stuff going on in this yeah. scene. And then after they deal with the town, 
uh, Headley starts talking to the governor, and they start talking about like who's going to pick up that thing. What's going to pick up that thing? No, I said um, who's going to yeah, pick up. Yeah. They do the, okay, so they have it in Costello thing. Who's in first comedy? Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. exactly. So <laughs> just more genius. So um, they choose that they're going to have this guy uh, Black Bart to or this dude named Bart to be the sheriff. He's a black guy. Yeah, um, because From the, the beginning of the movie, the first guy. Yes, the yeah. English man. He uh, Headley. He wants things to get fucked up. He wants people to get out of that town so yeah. they can. Um, they so can, like we're going to send a black guy, and gonna, everybody's going to hate that shit. Right. Exactly. The yeah. black guy's going to be the sheriff sent by the governor. Yeah. So it's going to be. If this doesn't make him leave, nothing's going to make him. Leave. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, when the governor meets with them, that's that's when they're doing the whole shit. And he's like, because uh, the, the governor's such a fucking clown. He's like talking to Bart, and he's like, "Do you realize that you picked a black guy for the sheriff or whatever?" And he's like, "Oh, hold on, you go over there. You come over here. Yeah, for Do you sure. realize you got a black guy for the yeah." Fucking great. So, anyways, dude, you were rolling around when this was going on. I was, yeah. You could, you could, you could barely handle it. You had to pause it so you could breathe. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, we head out to he heads out to the town. Bart heads out to the town in an absolutely ridiculous outfit, uh-huh. you know, and has Gucci bags yeah. uh, with him, which is some great. <laughs> he shows up and well, and the and the whole town is there to like greet the new sheriff and whatnot, yeah, and yeah. they're the all town super is, excited. Oh, dude the uh, the scene where they were trying to get a new sheriff, yeah. in the church, yeah, uh, was well. I'll I'll bring this up again later, but that scene yeah. um, was funny. No, yeah. I won't say funny. It is that scene was good. Yes, because they kept um, they kept going like I agree with him, and then reiterating, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, somebody yeah. would go I agree with him, and then yeah. reiterate, right? And and they just kept that going, yeah. Uh, scene was okay. Yeah. So Bart uh, shows up, and the town is beyond shocked that a black dude's coming in there mm-hmm. or whatever, you know. And he's like, "Excuse me, as I whip this out," and everyone's like, "No!" Or whatever, because you know he's going. Everyone to get freaked the fuck. Right, exactly, because yeah, he's going to sure, yeah. pull his dick out. But yeah, anyways, yeah, yeah. he pulls out the ring, which is so funny. Yes. Let me tell you right now, that I- is uh, it's the funniest thing. I agree. It's so he pulls out the writ and he goes over like the fact that he's the new sheriff and whatnot. Uh-huh. And then everybody pulls out a gun on him. And they're just like, everyone has yeah. a gun. And then he pulls out a gun on himself and he's yeah. like, any one of y'all move and the nigger's going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then like everyone's like, oh, he's like, I told you. Yeah, put but like why, why, uh, why they freak out? Uh, what do you mean? Why'd they freak out if they were gonna? They okay. wanted him to die, right? Is but, this was was this like a, a reference to something I didn't get? No, that's the. Oh, what are you talking about? Okay, mm-hmm. so okay for anyone who hasn't seen this, yeah, you know you should have seen it because there's tons of spoilers. But and Jason told you to watch it two weeks ago. Yes, but everybody has a gun trained on him because they're going to get his ass out of town. He pulls out his own gun, sticks it to his throat, yeah. starts talking in a different voice <laughs> going, any of y'all move that this, this nigger's going to get it. And then everyone's like, what? And he's, and he's in his other voice, like, please help me. Somebody please help me yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And then, uh, the people start pulling down their, like putting their guns away. Yeah, yeah. And then the, the one guy is like, um, the guy still has his gun on him. He's like, "You, you gonna put your gun down, or is he gonna get it?" Yeah. And the wo- and the woman who was just like t- asking to get him killed is yeah. like, "Aren't you gonna put your gun down? Yeah. <laughs> I want to see him get shot." And then he starts dragging himself out of there. And then that woman again is like, and everyone's like, 
frozen in fear, and she she's like, "Isn't anybody gonna help that poor boy?" And then they drag his, he drags his ass into the bar, and then he's like, well, into "Man, the, into the jail cell, into stupid." The, the, yes, the, I'm sorry. Yeah, the sheriff's officer. Yeah. So you don't find the comedy in that? I I mean, the fact that these like white fucking racist pieces of shit were like. Fuck this asshole. And then it's like, it all gets turned on its head. You know, first of all, because he's smart. But, like, they're just so dumb. I know it's like, like you point out, it's like this blatantly asinine joke and shit. But it's it's commenting on the world. I mean, it comments on things that, like... What's it commenting on? It's it comments, break that down for me. It comments on things even, like, uh, you know, nowadays, today. Like, I feel like this comments on even today. Yeah. Because, like... You have these, like, all right, we're going to get a little political with That's this fine. shit. Yeah, I have to. But, like, for instance, the De- Derek Chauvin thing last year. Okay. People for years have been crying about, hey, man, you know, this type of shit has been happening in this nap, blah, blah, blah. It's on the street. You know, it's it, this is really happening. And I'm not going to say a certain race of people, uh-huh. but a certain group of people are like, get the saying. fuck out of here yeah, with yeah. that bullshit. That's all bullshit. So, you're, so you're saying it's, it's commenting on, on uh, how... Uh, everybody wants something to happen, and then when it's happening, they feign fear or they yeah, feign like empathy I don't even, or whatever. I don't even know if it's feigned. Yeah. It's like this s- trigger sw- s- slips for them, and now all of a sudden, it's this fucking big deal. Oh, that's interesting. And like, I feel like the commentary is less poignant there. I could, I could see them saying something about how people uh, feign um, empathy when you know, like. I don't know. Sure. Something's happening, but they actually wanted it to happen the whole time. But if you're saying that it's like... I think it's the opposite, because they're like... They're concerned about this dude that's, like, now got a gun to him. That, like, they just... They were just about to shoot him themselves. So what is it even commenting on? The human condition? uh, I don't know if it's so much the human condition, but, like, now that somebody else is doing... or I, I, I Like, somebody else is causing this harm. So now it's like, oh, fuck, like... Uh, you know, it, it, it's almost like, like I'm trying to like compare it to like the 1960s because it's better to sure. compare it to the 1960s. Okay, yeah. But like how the fact that like these fucking black people had this terrible shit happening to them on a regular basis in in addition with those those people that were standing by doing nothing about it. Yeah. And then it's on camera. And then these people that were just like perfectly okay with it are like, Oh my God, how could that happen? We have to fucking change this thing. And then that's when like the how civil rights okay. were first passed in the first place, sure. man. Like these people who didn't give a fuck just a short period of time, it's thrown in their face now. Yeah, yeah. And now it's like, Oh fuck. Like we need to fucking change sure. what's going on in America. And, and, um, and I think that's the way what, that you read the scene is that that's what he's commenting. That's on. what my read of this scene sure, is. Yeah. So okay. I can see if you don't feel the same, that's fine. But all right. So, uh, Gene Wilder shows up at this point in time. Another fucking... I love Gene Wilder, man. Another comedic genius. You know, it was, great it's weird because Gene Wilder, uh, one of the things about that's always said about Gene Wilder is that he has um, excellent comedic timing. Yes. That this guy uh, just had a very funny persona about yeah. him because the way he delivered things was just like naturally very yeah. funny. He had a good for instance, timing. For uh, instance, who are you? My name is Jim, but most people call me Jim. Yeah. <laughs> just like I laughed. Yeah. <laughs> you had seen this movie before too? So I saw this movie when I was a young child. Okay. Like I was probably like ten or twelve years old sure. when I first saw this movie. This is my first time seeing this movie as an adult. Okay. And man, it cracked me up. Okay. So um Jim Gene Wilder, yeah. that character is like right off the bat, he's like, Hey Jimmy the Kid, doesn't yeah. it? Uh yeah, something like that something because like that, he's yeah. like crazy fast or whatnot. Sure, yeah. And he he um 
uh, he's, he's like, let me show you how fast I am or whatever. And yeah. they do this whole scene with his chess piece. And yeah. like, he doesn't move. Nothing moves, of nothing course, moves. on the chess yeah, piece. Sure. The gone. chess piece is gone, of yeah. course. right? In so, his holster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, he's like, you know, they get to know each other for a minute or two. And then, uh, you know, Bart is just like, hey, I'm going to go do my job or whatnot. You know, I don't care. Yeah. And uh, Gene Wilder. Or, uh, um, and he's obviously um, the most, like, level-headed yeah. dude. Yes. Like, like he... He's the first person not to refer to him uh, offensively as yes. a black guy. He's just like, are you black? Gene Wilder is yeah. like the first decent person. In first this. decent and person, yeah. He's like... Maybe the only decent person throughout. Yeah, things change. So, and just sure. like more commentary on America. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, Gene Wilder is like, hey, man, I don't... You know, you you, you should kind of just mail it in. Like, mm-hmm. just stay here. Don't do anything, you yeah. know, because nobody else out there is going to accept you. And he's yeah. like, no, I'm going to... get hurt. Right, and I'm going to do good things, and the people are going to accept me, whatnot. Sure. So he goes outside to do his thing, and he walks up to that lady who's uh, who uh, was getting beat up earlier, the old lady. Good morning, ma'am. Oh, yours, nigger. Like, just fucking brutal, man. And then, so then what happens next is those people that were in charge of the building of the railroad, yeah. they send Mongrel oh, yeah, into the, to Mongo, the, because they're like, all right, we got this guy, big fucking dude. He's going to go in. He's going to rough up people. And this is going to start to get the people out of the fucking town. Or whatever. Yeah. And he's going to rough up the sheriff. Right. Like, exactly. He's, he's going to rough go, up the sheriff. Like he's, he'll kill everybody. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, but then he's at, he's there at the end of the day. And well, so then he gets the better of Mongrel. Yeah. Bart shows up, gets the better of Mongrel, locks his ass up into the jail. Yeah. Uh, so now this is when um, he, because he shows up as a Western Union delivery man, sure. package for Mongrel, <laughs> whatever, and then it explodes in his face and whatnot. Yeah. And then that's yeah. how they and arrest then they, him. And then they do the Looney Tunes music. Yes, yep. Yeah. And so then they arrest him, throw him in the cell. And then this is when people like start to like change already, because then this is when the, uh, the old lady comes. Old lady comes up. He's like, "I'm yeah. sorry about the up yours, nigger." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then so she's then, also like, hey, also, you'll have the good sense not to tell anybody that I, you know, was nice to you. Right, right exactly, you. exactly. Yeah. So, um, so then we get to the Mel Brooks shit that I, I do hate because this is when they're introducing the uh, German lady. Oh, never mind. Yep. Yeah. So then, and then we have. There's a Mel, Be- Mel Brooks scene in this one? Well, the, the, this is what I call a Mel Brooks scene. Oh, okay. I see. So it's like comedic um, show tunes for like 10 minutes for like. No real reason, like, yeah. to introduce this lady that that yeah. didn't need this long of a thing. And this is, like, one of the few things that I didn't like about the film. Sure, yeah. So then um, Bart shows up, though, to talk to the to the lady. And um, the, the, the background to this lady is she's connected to Headley. Yeah. And she's going to, like, seduce yep. Bart. And then and break then, his heart. Yes, and then yeah. break his heart. Yeah. Of course, the so op- they can he can be demoralized, and then he'd be doing less of a good job. Yes. By the way... Every, every this this the the convolutedness yeah. of the background plan yeah it gets more and more intense as every course comes out of course of course so then um they go backstage to talk for a little while or whatnot you know and then of course they hook up and shit and the plan backfires because she falls head over yeah. heels or Bart rather yeah. than him falling head over heels for yeah. her and then he he just leaves her basically and he because goes, her whole show tune scene. Yes. Was about how she had never been satisfied by a guy. Yes, that was the whole song. Yes, and then that night she gets satisfied by that guy. By Bart, yeah, yep. for sure. So um, Bart goes head, heads back to the jail. They wake Mongo's ass up, and he try they try to talk to him and figure out what's going on. He's like, "We're and, sending you back. Yep. You've been pardoned." Yep. 
And Bart, uh, Mongo really doesn't know shit, though. And so Bart goes to check out the railroad, actually. Well, and Mongo says, um, well, I think, I don't know, part of the important, in quotes, part of the scene is that for some reason he's like the first person, uh, the sheriff is the yeah. first person to ever not, you know, hurt him, mm-hmm. like whip him up and shit. And so he's like, actually, like, I don't want to go anywhere. Yeah. Like, I like you more. I'll, like, I'll stay just, here. Yeah. And he's just like, well, you know, like, what are they doing over there? Yeah. And then that's when they just like, oh, the railroad. Thing. Yeah. And then Gene Wilder or Jim and uh, Bart go head yeah. over to see what's going on. And the Englishman Headley is putting together a crew of the worst of the worst people. So, of course, there's like Nazis there and stuff like that. Oh, uh, yeah. There's Nazis. There's KKK members. Yes. There's Mexicans. Banditos. Specifically Bandito Mexicans. Okay. And then there's... um. Uh, Arabs, yes. Uh, every every bad stereotype, yeah. So, um, and then uh, so they are they want to infiltrate the camp. So they see a couple of the clan members, yeah. and uh, Jim's like, "Hey, I think I see you know one of those swag yeah. dudes over here, or whatever." And then, the, yeah. and then Bart jumps on, "Where are the white women at?" And yeah. then of course uh, yeah. they go after him, and they beat up the clansmen, and they take over, um, take the robes, yes. So they take over the robes and they go to sign up on Headley's paper of like what they're gonna you know do or whatnot. And is this where? Um, no, okay. So then they go to sign up, and as they're signing up, uh, G- you know they see uh, Jim sees Bart's hand like kind of go out or whatever. Yeah, because he's, he's like, gonna hey. sign some papers. He's like I told you just to uh, you know keep the fire, <laughs> you yeah. stay away from the ashes or whatever. And then Headley's sidekick rips off his uh, mask, sees that it's a black dude, and he's like, it's time for me to do my Jesse Owens impression. <laughs> he just and takes off runs, running. Yeah. Which, of course, makes me laugh as well, because it's 1874. Yes. Jesse Owens is from the 60s. Oh, I love that. I love shit. Well, like he's, they've made already, at this point, some references to... I mean, there's literally Nazis in the scene. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love shit like that. So You like shit uh, like that? Yeah, I think it's very funny, because it's an out-of-place comedy, so yeah, it's, it's yeah. very good. Yeah. So It's like LOL, so random stuff. Yes, yes, yeah, exactly sure. that. So... And then, like the people uh, um, that are in the town are like, "All right, we'll uh, you know we'll work together." Bart and uh, uh, Jim go to the black people that were working on the railroad and ask them to come help, you know, with the town's defense. So well, they they're going to go find out why they they they're going to investigate what's going to go on with that railroad. And then, as soon as they get there, um, the sheriff's Bart's friend goes, "Oh, we're going to go right through that town." Right, and then yep. that's when he realizes, oh, yep. that's what this is all about. And so they they recruit the black dudes to come help them defend the town, and the townies are like, you know, we'll uh, okay, fine, we'll make a treaty and we'll give some land to, to the niggers, oh yeah, that's and the right. chinks, yeah. but we don't want no Irish around here. Yeah. And then the black people are like, no, fuck that, man. And yeah. then he's like, all right, fine, we'll even the Irish will give to you as well. <laughs> and now, so um. So now we jump back over to Headley's crew, and, and they're yeah, like, and the plan is to do is to pull a three amigos. Yes, they're going to make a fake town. Yes, uh, yeah. yeah. So um, now they jump back over to Headley, and he's giving his speech about his pledge allegiance to Headley and whatnot. Yeah. And he's like, "All right, repeat after me. Uh, repeat after me here." Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. and um, he's like, "I solemnly swear <laughs> to follow the rules of Headley," and they're all like. He- <laughs> I follow the rules of Hemi or whatever. And he's like, that's Headley. And so this is this is when I finally laughed out loud at that joke, yeah. the Headley thing, because this joke has been laced like constantly or whatever. And this is where I like, this is what I'm talking about, about comedic genius. Because you just, you lace it for like pointless, pointless, pointless. And then it's like this blast of it. That's very funny. So 
Definitely a very funny scene. So then Headley and his crew, they're going to go to the uh, town. And <laughs> besides the fake town, they also <laughs> set up a toll booth that <laughs> they get to the toll booth. And they're like, oh, shit, we got to fake. Has anybody got any change? And they're like, and they have to individually pay the toll booth like one at a time through this fucking thing to go rampage and destroy this fucking town but of course they could play they care about the toll booth typical uh mel brooks thing so then in the middle of this okay i'm sorry my notes jump because a bunch of silliness happens so the guys show up to the town and they they start looking at all like the cardboard cutouts, like punching the cardboard cuts, shooting the cardboard cutouts. <laughs> and then that's when, of course, Bart sets off the dynamite for the town, starts to blow up the town. They all go to combat. Everything happens. And, of course, the town, the, they're, they're fighting all over the place and whatnot. And then it just cuts. Okay. This is another Mel Brooks thing. Like this happens in Spaceballs, all these different movies. And then it just randomly goes to this like show tune thing that they're doing yeah. like production for you know like a movie or whatnot and there's this french producer and they're doing all this like hat and dance number kind of thing going on and for like five minutes and it's just this like production thing going on and you're like what the fuck yeah. is this yeah. and then of course the cowboys bust, bust through, through one of the walls yeah. and they're fighting through and then all those guys get involved in the fighting and everybody's fighting at this fucking point in time and um so from this brawling uh you go to the um the headley guy he's like there's a whole bunch of silly shit that happens with this and they chase down uh they finally chase down headley or whatever they capture headley they do that whole thing and actually what happens is <laughs> bart and bart and uh uh jim when they're chasing after headley see that the movie Blazing Saddles is playing on the... So they go to see what happens in the movie. Yeah, well, kind of. They Don't they kick his ass before? Yeah, they kick his ass, but he runs away. Yeah, yeah. And so they go to see the movie of what's going on, and then that's when in the movie they yeah, catch Because they, they break out of it. the studio right. while yes. this is happening. Yes, yeah. And then they're chasing Hedy. Yes, Headley. Headley. They, they chase him to, <laughs> to the MGM Studios uh, um, movie theater. Yes. Where he runs in. Yes. Sits down. Yes. And then leaves for some reason. Yeah. And then outside, yep. uh, they catch him. Yes. And then they, after they catch him, go, let's that, go see how this finishes. And is that how it ends up? Yeah. Like, okay, my bad. I got a little bit confused yeah. and whatnot. Then my, my you know why you got a little confused? Because yeah. this guy It's just ridiculous really nonsense going it. on, yeah. man. It's just so fucking good. And that's... Um, uh, pretty much the end of the movie because here's the thing mel brooks did this scene and it's like you know they fight into like hollywood and then they like go to see the movie because mel brooks was one of the first people to ever do this like meta kind of thing going on and whatnot where it's like a movie and a movie because we know it's a movie and whatnot so all right man and that is pretty much as ridiculously all over the place as that was that's because blazing saddles is ridiculously all over the place man so, let me hit you with a couple things, bro. Yeah, please. $2 million budget for this movie. $2 million. $120 million return in 1974. That doesn't, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So, three Academy Awards for this movie. Oh. Uh, American Academy of Films, sixth funniest film of all time. They have this as the sixth funniest film of all fucking time. 
And, uh, man, you know. But if you were in charge of the Academy, how would you recommend this? What did this win the Academy Awards for? Do you I, know? I, a, a screenplay, I think, and, like, music. Like, it's it was not, not, like, best actor or any of the important shit. It was all, like, sideline things okay, and whatnot. Okay, okay, so okay, okay, okay. there you go, my man. If you were in charge of the Academy, though, I mean, you would clearly recommend this in what way? Uh, okay, so the reason I said we'll come back to this when I was talking about the scene inside the church is because the scene in ch- inside the church was the closest I came to cracking a smile. Um, but otherwise, I didn't even smile through this. I think one of the cool, um, one of the one of the testaments to a comedy is that it'll make you laugh even when you don't want to. And I say that specifically because the way that I watch stand up is that I go into it going, okay, I'm not gonna laugh. Of I don't course. want I don't want to laugh. You don't want to look ridiculous. I don't know. No, no, Laughing no. is ridiculous. It's not even it's not even about looking ridiculous. It's about uh like real comedy will hit you whether you want it or not. Sure. And uh whenever I watch stand up specifically, because I like stand up, um I always go into it going, I'm not gonna laugh at this guy. This guy's gonna be bad. And when I'm cracking up, that's I'm like this is a funny fucking human mm-hmm. being, right? This movie, obviously, so it's a comedy. I go into it. I'm like, okay, we're not going to laugh. This is this is going to be dumb. And actually, with Mel Brooks, I went into it with a bias because I know I don't like Mel Brooks. I had watched Spaceballs and didn't like it, and I had watched Robin Hood Men and Tights recently and didn't like it. I liked it when I was a kid uh, because all the jokes were really silly. And then I watched it and as an adult, and I was just like, these jokes are really stupid. And so when I went into this movie, I'm just like, this is probably going to be another stupid one. It was an older Mel Brooks movie, so um, I, I, you know, probably like it less even. And I, I promise you, I didn't like the closest I came to cracking a smile was that scene in the church. Otherwise, I was, I was supremely bored at this movie. This movie has a classic Mel Brooks thing that I that I I say a lot when I talk about Mel Brooks, and this was just like the clearest day example. Mel Brooks is like Kevin Smith. They are directors that are so far up their own ass uh, that they think they're more clever than they actually are. And this movie was not clever. This movie was not funny. Every joke was as simple a joke as you can write. It is literally the most obvious, simple, plainest Jane joke that can be written. And the idea that I had in my head while I was watching this movie of people laughing to this made me laugh more than anything that's happened in this movie. Um, so, no, I don't recommend it. This movie was arguably... the. I think I can make an argument for this being the worst movie we've watched in, in uh, for my report. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what do you think? Did, did it hold up? So, I want to start off with saying that... Um would you say okay? So you've seen a few Mel Brooks movies. Uh, this is the third now that I've okay. seen. Okay. Would you say this is the best of the three, or the worst of the three, or the middle of the three? That's the only places it could be. I say that this is of the three Mel Brooks movies that I've watched. This is the one I've liked the least. Okay. Interesting. I don't necessarily think that this is the worst of the three. Yeah. I I have some weird nostalgia for Men in Tights. Yes. And so of when course. I when I watched it, there were still some things that I was expecting to happen that I was just like, okay, that was okay. This I enjoyed less, and I think it's because I had zero nostalgia to it. I think sure. that if I had never seen Robin Hood Men and then watched it now, mm-hmm. I'd have been just as disappointed. Sure. Um, this movie, uh, has it held up? It's, I mean, ridiculously, obviously. Um, would this 
be something that like a new person might enjoy. I don't know. I, I can't really speak for that because it comes from a different time period. Mm-hmm. This movie is great. It's art. It's definitely one of the best comedies of all time. You would agree with uh, with them placing it as like the third or sixth best movie of all time or comedy of all time. I don't even know if I would put it as far down as sixth. I'd probably put it <laughs> even higher than that. I went into this movie the exact same as you. Yeah. Like I barely remember this movie sure. as a kid. Yeah. There were definitely things I fully forgot about as sure, a kid. Of course, yeah. And I expected to go. This is going to be an old comedy. It's going to be dumb. I'm not going to laugh at all. And I think going to find this to be incredibly stupid. And I mean, it was. I couldn't think of something further from the truth. I laughed relentlessly through this movie. Like not every minute, not every joke, but every couple minutes, I was literally laughing out loud to this film. Yeah. It's just so well done to me. Is is it dated? Absolutely. Is it raunchy? You know, yeah. I didn't even. You know, because, like, going into this, a lot of people were like, oh, you're going to watch Blazing Saddles? You mm-hmm. know, like, wow, you're really going to have a problem with all the racism yeah. in it. And, like, sure, you know? Sure. Okay. But I get with it that it was talking, it was it was being very crass about racism. Right. It was Richard Pryor. Yeah. It was very, it, have sure. you ever watched a Richard Pryor stand-up? No. Okay. But I understand that it was commenting on racism in a crass way. Yeah. I didn't think that they were being intentionally racist. Clearly, sure. right? Of course, it's yeah, not. Yeah, clearly not. I mean, first of all, Mel Brooks is a Jewish dude, too, and, so like, sure, yeah. And so there's this idea, I think, especially among the people that listen to us, that think that I am somehow sensitive to just racial like slurs and things sure, like that. Sure, and it's never that. Right. There is an intentionality behind some things yeah, that I disagree course. with, right? Of course. And I don't want anybody to mistake the idea that I would be uncomfortable with this movie because it had racial language. Yeah. This movie was made in a time uh, that was just getting over some very difficult racial moments. Mm-hmm. And it was written by people that were being very ra- crass about mm-hmm. racism. And right. it was commenting on how stupid racism is. That didn't bother me. Yeah. That was all no, and I don't, fine. I think, so, like, when we went in, I knew you weren't going to have a problem with this movie from that point of view. Because you you were able to understand what it was dealing with or what sure. it was about. The things that you don't like, usually, yeah. is if it's, like, a 1980s movie that's just, like, you faggot or whatever, you know. And, sure. and things like that that are not done. If it's supposed to be funny that right. they're calling a guy, a, a, um, like, a slur or something, yes. then I... I'm excuse me. Right. What? Right. This wasn't that. That no. wasn't supposed to be funny. Right. It was supposed to be commenting on how ignorant people were. Yes. I get that. Yep. The thing that I didn't like about this movie wasn't the racial words. It was that I thought that the comedy was bad. Yeah, I get it. And get so, it. and I just want the audience to know that. I feel like you knew that. Yeah. Um, the thing about this film, though, man, I mean, just from a film point of view, yeah. this thing is universally enjoyed, man. On a, on a Metacritic. I'm a part of the universe. No. On Metacritic, <laughs> 77, man. B minus. Yeah, okay. That's 88 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. 7.7 on I feel IMDb. Like, like so another J- B minus. Zack Snyder's Justice League got better than all this. Uh, I mean, I highly doubt that to be true. In fact, I would bet money it's like a 40 something on Metacritic. And to me, the only way you couldn't, you could really dislike this film is if you're easily offended by things because you just don't understand like where what the comedy is trying to do here, or you don't like fun. And I mean, I get that if this isn't your brand of fun, that's totally understandable. I can see why like a person who didn't grow up in the '80s would like be like, I don't like this. I, I you know that it's just not good humor to me. Go ahead. Uh, Zack Snyder's just they got like a 54 on Medicare. Yeah, that's what I figured. So like, you know, this is this is. To me, one of the best comedies I've ever watched, and I really, I really comedy is a really hard thing to do. Of course, one especially old comedy. Well, well, one it's very subjective. Yes, more subjective than I think maybe anything. 
And two, it's very, very hard to age. Yes. It is incredibly hard to age. Yes. It is very difficult to find a movie yeah. that 20 years later still makes you laugh. Yeah. Because a lot of times what it was funny this it stops being funny. Yep. And as I watched this movie, I thought to myself of all the things that were like inspired by Westerns, because like one of the things that like Tarantino, ta- Django Unchained was obviously inspired by this. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can even tell by like the ridiculous outfit Django where it's very similar. 100% sort of, thought that while I was yeah. watching this. Yep. I'm just like, oh, this really does feel like an inspired Django. Song. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, the thing about uh, this is I just could not think of stop thinking of other things. This is inspired like other Western movies have inspired in general. And we've we went really far in the past with this 1974 film so we are now going to our most newest film the film that are also inspired by westerns samurai films so what i would suggest prepare yourself for battle sharpen your katana find your rice paddy hat your kimono and join us live as we hunt for redemption in 13 assassins i don't think you need to do the accent it was my uh, Mongolian accident, Yikes. which is ridiculous because we're going to do a Japanese movie. Where are the white women at? <laughs>